presented by Lazy Boy Studios. Hello, welcome to Dungeon Tales. This week, I'm gonna have my character introduce themselves because it's been so fucking long. Starting off, I have to my left here. Oh, is that me? Yeah, that's you. Hi, I am Chaz Smith, and I will not be your dungeon master this time, but I will be Steve Erickson, half-elf, goblin slayer, fighter. Mm, um, <laughs> so you're half-elf and you're half-goblin slayer? I'm actually half-elf, half-human, full-time goblin slayer. Oh, okay. That seems like a weird promotional plug for your like, goblin slaying service, but besides the point... Uh, next up, we have to my right, which would be Tyler. Hi, uh, my name is Tyler, and I play Philip Butler Jr. I'm half Philip and half Butler, <laughs> half Jr. That you're, you're one point five. You, I guess you always give us one hundred fifty percent. And then finally, we have Gabby. Um, hi, my name is Gabby, and I play Decaria, a female fire genocide who is a sorcerer excellent so how many of you guys remember where you last left off so this is what i remember right i got thrown into the king dude when he was like all young or whatnot and i tried to fight alfie to stop whatever he was doing from happening and then bright white light so i'm pretty sure we all went to heaven you mean Amazon. Is that what that is? Yeah, they <laughs> deliver to your door. Uh, anyways. Okay, uh, what about you, Philip? What do you remember? There was an altar, and Decaria was floating. That's it. Yep. She started, like, her hair started changing color. I think it went to, like, gold or something. Okay, and then, uh, Decaria, what do you remember? Just the sound of silence. Didn't, didn't remember anything at all. Yeah, apparently. Um, yes. So, I remember that, and I remember I started, like, um, seeing a light, and, um, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I'll just bring you guys up to speed. So, pretty much what happened was, is in the last moments, you had Alfie had just forced to carry it to drink the golden potion. You had Cassio Calkin still has the giant uh, stalactite through his chest. And then uh, Evan just picked up Steve and Philip and hid them behind his shield. As um, the carrier, you're still bound in chains and you heard this deep rumbling voice. And suddenly you have you in front of Alfie and you're floating. And you have these seven different colored lights around you. And suddenly there's a giant white light and everything goes white. That's where we ended off on season one. So now, here's where we're starting. So this was a long time ago in this beautiful kingdom that is known as Hoffenheim. And you see there's this great big fountain. As you get closer and closer, you see this tiny little fire genocide girl playing with these little turtle ducks playing in the fountain. And... Uh, while you're playing with them, you're feeding them bread. Suddenly you see someone that you haven't seen in what feels like a century. And you see this tall-looking fire genocide with his regal golden hair and his great big orange dress walking towards you. And alongside there is this tall elven man. And it's this tall, elegant, blonde elf with these deep sapphire eyes and kept all of his hair in this, night, in this nice, neat braid. And you realize this woman next to you is your mother. And your mother calls you over and says, Dakaria, come over here. I have a friend I want you to meet. What do you do? So is this like real life or is this a dream? Like after the, after the light? Or I don't know. This is just where we're starting. It's just real life. Or is it a fantasy? Caught in yeah, the landslide. <laughs> no escape, escape from, from reality. reality. All right. Uh, 
Look up to, to the, the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy. I Nobody need no sympathy. Wait, I think I skipped a line. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, she left. Wow. Apparently her singing was bad enough that the carrier just fucking was like, Peace, I'm out. <laughs> oh, she's back. I guess she realized we stopped singing. Um... Anyways, to answer your question, you'll find out shortly. Uh, she left again. <laughs> she didn't like that answer. She <laughs> didn't the suspense. Yeah, she didn't. <laughs> oh, she's back again. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you'll find out shortly. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, she called you over. What do you do? I, want, I guess I go to her because she's my mom. You walk up to her, and you see this man, and his face, for some reason, just looks really familiar you're not sure why and she tells you i'd like to introduce you to our new defense against magic and dark arts uh minister alfred and he goes hello there it's nice to meet you little lady then suddenly the vision gets blurry and everything seems to go the gray and we're done at this point with you that sounds weird. That's the end of your scene. Wow, okay. <laughs> Just throw the carry out. Ah, the carry is dead. No. <laughs> I was like, damn, that, like, that went south. Anyway, so the images start to go blurry, and then suddenly the scene changes. And you see there's this human settlement in this tiny little area, and there's this bazaar and all these other different markets and... Uh, little carts selling different things all over the place. And you see a young half-elf boy and a halfling girl playing what looks to be hopscotch. And as the picture goes in closer, you see the boy has a small white patch on the back of his head. And a rock flies out of nowhere and hits the boy in the head and hears this horrible cackle <laughs> as it hits him right in the back of the head. And you hear another kid say, Ha! Take that, you half-blood! And the halfling runs up to you, you and goes, Hey, are you okay, Steve? I'm okay, but they soon won't be! <laughs> I stand up and look at the other kids. <laughs> and before you do anything, the halfling girl goes like, Hey, it's not his fault your parents don't love you, Patricia! And so you see the girl who is just laughing runs away crying. Thanks. As you're looking at this girl, you remember her name. It is a friend of yours that you haven't seen in a long time. Mary. Mary Double. Mary Double. And goes like, oh, you're bleeding. Hold on, this will help. And your wounds get healed as she mutters her prayer. She kisses you! No. Uh, so she mutters a prayer and holds her hand over where you're hit, and suddenly your head is now healed. So. Whoa, that was so cool. When, where did you learn how to do that? magic school there's a school for that yeah okay anyways um and so she goes and you're like hey so you may have a concussion i can't heal those do you want me to walk you home um sure all right and you guys are walking and you remember this settlement really well you remember all the different trees things all the different plants all the people you used to playing with and just like you remember old man curmudgeon and how he was had his crusty shop and would assault people who tried to steal from him you had the nice I old lady well. who would sell poison apples i remember her well you have the uh the dragonborn who would sell lizard tails and other delicacies known breasts and gordon mountains he was always a strange dude and you remember your own little cart in which you would travel in with your parents. And you'd remember all the different things. But the one thing you don't remember, or rather you try not to remember, is this day. When all the screaming, all the pain, and all the suffering is occurring. Because you see old man curmudgeon hobbling away as fast as he can. But the old lady with the poison apples is chucking them behind her as she's running. And the dragonborn's nowhere to be seen. And as you keep going closer and closer to your cart, 
That's when you remember, this is a memory you never want to look at again. This is the day your parents died. Yep. And music also. It's the same day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. Music also died today. Mr. Piano Man's not making you another song. <laughs> um, and you get up to your cart. And you open the door. There's no sign of your parents. There's no traces of blood where they were. You can't find what happened. You don't know what occurred, but they're just missing. But you just have a dreadful feeling that they're not there. And there's nowhere to be found on this plane of existence. Mom? Dad? You just remember crying. And Mary's just there patting you on the shoulder. And suddenly this scene goes to gray as well. We pan over to Philip. And Philip, you wake up in the tall grass that you've recently been acquainted with. And you find this giant cherry blossom tree on this great big hill. And you see a familiar face that, you know, you know him quite well, even though you don't see him too often. At the top of this hill, you see him smiling warmly and saying, You have done great. Now it's time to rest with your brothers and sisters. I'm proud to have you as a follower. And you feel great peace about you. And all your worries are gone. And you're walking in tall grass and you come across a river. On the other side, you see Evan waving and looking happy. And you see Scott, the human, and Lester playing music. And Philip, what do you do? Wait, back up. Who's Scott the human? You remember He's... the boy that you guys brutally murdered in episode 5? Oh. Yeah, the orphan. He, he was a um, he was a tree frog. He was a tiefling. He's a tree frog. That's it. He, a tiefling. He was a tiefling? He was a tiefling. I'm pretty sure he was human. Nope. You made him a tiefling. tiefling. Wow. That's why he was so good for hosting Jeff. I thought so far ahead. Well, anyways, so suddenly he turns into a tiefling and you just hear Tritherian goes, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I forgot. Fixed. <laughs> anyway, so Scott is now back to being the small human tiefling boy that he was. And okay. he's yes. playing music. So now do you want to cross the river to get with them? Or do you have any questions? Uh, I'll cross the river. Okay. Just as you're trying to cross this river, suddenly this fiery whip wrap around your neck, and you hear Tritherian go like, Yo, that ain't cool. And you get dragged down, 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 back into this mortal plane. You're not even sure where you are. And suddenly, Dakaria wakes up in this white space. And there's nothing around here except this red burning flame. And a voice going like, my, you have done well, my child. But it looks like I'm about to fade. I know you don't remember. But you're chosen, for lack of a better word, to be the prophet. Maybe the protector. Your duty is to guard the eternal flame. But the thing is, I really only entrusted a piece of it to your people. And now the situation is dire. And I need you to collect the other six pieces. Each part is unique in itself and how it operates and what it does. As you can tell, the piece you have right now is the red flame. I need you to collect this before Alfie. I don't know what he plans to do with it, but I know it isn't good. I always knew nothing was good about that bastard. So, I'm bringing this up to you now and I'm stepping over the guidelines as, you know, Immortal beings and all. We, we have certain rules to follow. So I'm, I'm giving you guys a little bit of a head start. Wait, are we here too or is it just a carrier? It's just a carrier. Okay. I'm not changing my voice, so don't forget it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you said you guys. I know. You never said, like, it went gray for Philip, so I wasn't sure who. Well, it's Anyways, okay. okay, cool. Dick's fine. G Gabby's like, I'll now listen to what you're saying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's just no, Dakaria and only Dakaria in the room, and she's not even taking fucking notes. Maybe I should bring the others in here. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we're losing to the one you call Alfie. And 
I'm doing my final act that I can at the moment to help you guys. You'll understand shortly when you arrive, because I can't tell you too much more without fucking things up. But just remember, if you see yourselves, run. If I see myself, run? Yeah, like you said. Like a reflection of myself? Uh, okay. Yeah, no mirrors to carry you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not saying you guys are ugly or anything, but um, your mirrors and reflections are fine. But if you see another being like yourself, don't go there. Oh, like so a clone. Our twins. Uh, okay, just, just okay. Let the story play out. You'll understand. <laughs> now, will you help me with this task in defeating Alfie? And I can use my friends. Yeah, you know, like tools and pawns, like they are. No, not like use them, like, like use their help. Oh yeah, sure, sure, you can do that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I'll help you kill Alfie. Whoa, whoa! I didn't say kill. I just That's said what you win. Said. Did I say kill? I said win. But you know, kill, I guess killing counts as winning. Yeah. Yeah, you know he's dead. He we've... can't win. Wow. Okay. Harsh. Um. But, you know, I forget things in my old age. Uh, I also brought your friends with you. One of them was almost dead. You may want to make sure he's all fully functioning before you guys start moving. And, yeah. Anyways. So, bye. So, wait, wait. No, 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 no. And no, suddenly no. the scene goes to gray. No! <laughs> I have more questions. <laughs> I have more questions. Like, could exactly. you just heal us? Find the next fire, and I can explain more. Okay, so where are we are now? So suddenly the scene goes to gray, and you see back in this town of Neverwinter, you see this very nice old man with his neatly brushed beard, his nice little hat going on, and he has this cart of miniature catapults he's selling. And he's going, hey, you want to buy some catapults? They're free. I mean... A dollar? I mean, one gold piece? Yeah. You're... Wait, is this crazy clay? Keep listening. And as he's selling these catapults, and he seems like this very sane and very sweet old man, but no one's coming up to his catapult stand. And suddenly you see this giant ring of fire right in front of this old man. But he's like, huh, that's strange. And he sticks his head inside, and none of you guys know what he saw. But once he pulls his head out, he just goes like, Demons! There's demons! And he starts running. And everyone's like, that guy's fucking crazy. What happened to Clay? And he just starts running and running. Suddenly, you three fall out of this portal. The guards are rushing over. Hey! Holt! Hey, guys. How'd you guys get into town without using the checkpoints? I don't know. Come with us. Uh, okay. And you guys find yourselves in shackles, being escorted to the Duke. Literally. We were just in shackles, like, yesterday. Oh, also, the dog also falls from the fiery uh, hole as well. Does he have his own shackles? Yes, they give him tiny shackles. So, um, the portal that him. Crazy Clay looked into? Yeah. That's the one that we fall out of? Yep. So the, the the flames, right? So we made him crazy. So no, we just did. We see his face as we were coming out of the portal. No, no. So we actually we had... did I even say what? He... Okay, actually, fine. I'll clarify what he saw as he put his head inside there. He saw many, many different timelines. He saw many different events, many different things, all revolving around four people. But we don't know this. You guys don't know this. The players know this, but the characters don't. The characters have no idea what the fuck he saw. And they actually guys didn't even meet this guy until much later. Okay. All right. Now that's clarified. So the guards are taking us away. Yeah, you guys are... Uh, you guys actually remember where you guys are. Um, well, we go... Yeah, it's Neverwinter. We started. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, it's the busy, bustling town of Neverwinter. And you landed right on the cobblestone, uh, right on the road. And, you know, people are just staring at you like, those guys just fell from a fucking fire portal. They may be crazy. 
Hey, how's it going? So yeah, now you guys are in shackles and you're being escorted to the Duke. What do you guys want to do? So? Resist. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Philip, Philip. <laughs> I always feel like that we resist and then it just gets like things worse. I'm going to try a different tactic now. So let's go around and everybody tell their names and, uh, you know, a quirky little fact about themselves. I'll start. I'm Steve Erickson. I'm also a Goblin Slayer. Uh, what about you, Mr. Guard? Shut it. Oh, we're just making conversation here. Okay. Should I make a charisma check? I mean, if you want. <laughs> yeah, that was not well. That's a six. Yeah, he just stares <laughs> you in the eyes and goes, If you say one more word, we'll just say you broke a few fingers on your fall in. Now, I stay quiet, but then I sort of make, like, uh, an indication, like, with my head, saying it's not my turn anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dakaria and Philip, is there anything you guys want to do besides resist? <laughs> <laughs> I want to subtly pick the locks on my shackles. All right. Uh, I guess there's, what's the... Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand would probably be the skill to check. And does he have any tools to do? I'll let him use straw or some shit. He'll just pluck one of his hairs. Yeah, that's right. I have very strong hair. <laughs> or he could just, you know, do the classic twist and break. I feel like I, I do have lockpicking stuff. No, I don't. You don't. Oh, well. And, Dakari, is there anything you want to do? Um, I think I want to do what... Um, Wait, so like can I, I just not lockpick at all? No, you can... Fuck, I... No. Just go ahead and do the fucking slide of hand check and try to break out of the handcuffs. Okay, 16. Alright, you don't break out. Damn it. Alright, Dakaria, what were you saying? No, I thought he was taking back what he was saying. I was like, no, I was gonna say that I see what you're doing. And I do the same, but if he doesn't do it, then I can't say that I see him doing it. Oh, okay. I did do it. I just... I tried. He I failed. Just didn't succeed. And yeah. As he so you you'll still you still notice me trying. Yeah, exactly. So as he's trying, and you see one of the guards goes, "Hey, stop that!" And you get hit in the head with a club, and Philip goes slump. Oh. Do I take any damage? Uh, let's just say you take fifteen damage, because I forget what your health is at. Um, Seventy. Oh, okay. Well, you go unconscious anyways. It's... No, I don't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you go unconscious now. Anyways. Okay. So they, the guard is now dragging you by your foot. And Scott's just licking your face to make sure you're okay. That leads to my other question. So we didn't heal at all? No. No, you didn't. Well, I had full health when I opened up, so... Well, he apparently did fucking great. Through Hex. Or, no, I think he used healing spells and whatnot <clears throat> on his way to the boss fight. Nah, I don't remember. I remember he used, like, most of his spell slots. Yeah. So he's still out of those spell slots, in other words. Yeah. You guys haven't rested since that day. Can I take a rest Wait, now? Where are you at? <laughs> I have almost spell slots and everything. I guess he took a long rest. <laughs> Am I not supposed to have my spell slots? Um, I think not at the moment, but it's okay. It's not that important. Okay, I just won't use any spells right now. Yeah. Well, you're unconscious anyway, so it'd be very hard. <laughs> if you start <laughs> using spells in your sleep, that'd be fucking weird. I expect I'm Patronum. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he trying platypus made out of light? <laughs> you guys make it to this giant... Okay, what'd you want to say? I also tried to do the lock picking. And what'd you get? I got 21. So you break free of the locks, and with a loud clunk, they fall off your wrist, and you get hit with a club in the head. No, but I was doing it, like, slight, like, it was, like, discreetly. Yeah, but then they heard the loud clunk. <sighs> Okay. You're very quiet on getting them off, and then they fell. Yeah. Fine. She could have caught them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
So now she's unconscious and no. they're dragging both of you guys by your heels. See, guys, that's what you get. <laughs> Do you say that to us? <laughs> yeah, he says that to your unconscious body. This is why you obey the law. <laughs> he says as a fucking hypocrite. Um, anyways. I'm just saying, we resist the law, things go worse for us. They tried to resist, they're unconscious. I'm the only awake one now. Me and Scott. <laughs> Alright, and so you guys are brought to this giant castle, and you guys know this is the castle of the Duke of Neverwinter, known as Hogar Ironside. And he's a man of many great things, and he's, he's a well-known, re- reputable man who has kept this city running, and Probably the reason why it's so profitable and people come here all the time. And as the guards approach, you see this little man with a clipboard, some balding hair with three strands of hair raked over his head, and these nice circular glasses and his robe, and goes like, Hmm, ah yes, the troublemakers. Let's see, their appointment is for uh, two o'clock. Um, okay. And he knocks on this big wooden door and goes like, Excuse me, sir. How do you know about us already? Does communication travel that fast? All right, he's stupid. And so he ignores your question, knocks on the door. Answer and my question! If you speak out of line one more time, I'll show you why this is called a battle clipboard. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see why it's called a battle clipboard. Okay. So he knocks on the door and goes, <clears throat> Sir, your two o'clock is here. And you hear the, this voice go all right send them in you guys get thrown in uh to carry it and philip you happen to wake up as you're thrown in and steve you just shoved in there and they shut the door behind them and there's no guards and suddenly you see there's this nice big hairy man with this leather hat and he's wearing some assless chaps and that's it and he goes why hello there big boy and he turns around and goes like um, uh, give me a second here. Hang on, Toby! Toby! You see the man with the clipboard comes in? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, um, sir, this is your two o'clock, not your three o'clock appointment. Oh. <clears throat> well, if you guys will excuse me for a second. And he steps behind his wooden, uh, where are those things called? You know the, the, three post, the three-piece wooden thing that people step behind and get changed? You mean the changing board? Yeah, the changing board. We'll just call it a changing board. He steps behind his changing board, and now he's no longer wearing assless chaps, and he's wearing regular chaps. And What are assless chaps? Regular chaps are assless. <laughs> I know. Um, he puts on his pants. Assless chaps are like Wait, these... did he not have pants on? No. No. no he, was... he did not. He was ready. He just had chaps. Yeah, so chaps... chaps. Yeah. Chaps are these leather things that go around your leg. Normally, it's the whole... Leg? They don't go all the way around. They no. just go on the front and the inside of your legs. Yeah, and there's like a whole bunch of opening behind you. Because they're four riding horses. Yeah. Usually you wear pants under them, but he yeah. was not. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> just wear chaps and ride horses. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Anyways, uh, you hear the assistant go like, ah, I forgot to introduce myself. Hello, my name is Toby Larone, and I am the high assistant of Duke Hogar Ironside. Now... He's introducing himself to us after he threw us in? Yeah. Yep. He's like, and now the thing is, I want to give you guys a little compensation so you guys don't mention anything about what you just saw in this room. A little, little, huh? What is that little? I'm willing. I'm willing to hear it. My freedom is a little, so. Ah, hey, it's okay, Tony, or Toby, whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> um, we're gonna. Uh, we'll we'll work it out. So, actually, I do need you guys assistant with something because I take it you guys are adventurers with the way you're dressed and bleeding and everything. Yes, we are adventurers, and we are very confused. We can tell you our whole story if you want. No, it's okay. I don't care. Okay. 
pretty much, we've been having problems with our, um, like, we have a great port area here in Neverwinter, but we've been getting reports from our sister city, Waterdeep, where they're having all sorts of problems occur. Like deep water? No, actually, they're having these <laughs> random, grotesque statues appear in the sky. Oh, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, and no one knows why and knows happening and people just keep disappearing and i'm afraid it'll come to my city next so like a disease yeah like cities can catch diseases that's that's a new one haven't you heard of influenza no no well (laughs) well okay then i guess then you just use magic to heal shit like that i mean magic can't heal cancer i'm pretty sure it can no, no, it can't. That's why it's called cancer. Ninth level healing slot. That it's called <laughs> cancer, not cancer. <laughs> uh, bad, bad puns. Anyways, um, so yeah, he tells you all about these disturbing statues with these really weird faces, and it looks like each statue is of a drowning victim. And like when you look at their faces, you just see it's like all life is drained from their face, and they're struggling at their throats and they're trying to survive and then suddenly it's like someone was turned to stone and the thing that's really eerie about it is that each statue looks like a person who has gone missing so it's very likely it is that person but we don't know that i I think you found them (laughs) (laughs) but we want to make sure like uh and he tells you all about it he's like so how about this we'll give you guys a little bit of compensation and even pay for your coach ride to Waterdeep." But I need you guys to go handle it. So that's not a problem for me. And we'll keep what happened between us a secret. Capiche? I mean, yeah, cool. We get out of these chains and yeah, we'll, we'll go handle that for you. So I, I'm slightly confused here. You kidnapped us to have us work for you? Well, I didn't kidnap you. I arrested you because you broke through the city without using the checkpoints. Oh, well, we can yeah. just go and use the checkpoints. We have no, no problem with that. Uh, I have a big problem with that, okay? The checkpoints? Yeah. Okay, just, Philip, be, be, be quiet. Why do you have to control everything, man? You Look. can't own a city, How man. much pot do you have in your pocket? What? How much pot do you have in your pocket? Because only potheads give a that's fuck. That's not your business. That's my <laughs> business, man. Fucking rangers and druids always have drugs on them. <laughs> Alright. We'll let the rest of you guys go okay. But that ranger friend, if he brings another drug into my kingdom, won't be making you out alive. I completely understand. I mean, we'll, we'll even beat him up for you if you want. <laughs> you can try. I'll do more than try. Uh, <laughs> anyways, you let us go. We get money for handling this problem for you. And, um, yeah, I, that, that sounds like it. We and we forget about any other thing that happened. I, I don't remember what happened before you told us the mission, quite honestly. Uh, he had assless chaps on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> it sounds like your ranger friend's going to lead a little bit more convincing. You two are free to go at the moment. Leave the dog and the ranger. Well, the dog didn't do anything. Here, Scott, come with us. <laughs> no, I want to pet the doggy. Oh, you get three pets. 50 gold. You're, you're now blackmailing me? Is that what this is? No, it's not blackmail. The, he, he's very particular on who pets him. So he needs 50 gold if you're going to pet him. Okay, fine. He gives 50 gold to Scott, and then he pets him three times. <laughs> Scott just takes the money. You don't know where he puts it, but you know he has a lot of money. (laughs) Hi, I'm Steve Erickson, your town-friendly goblin slayer. Now, I've been told that I need to give you a message. You see, my friends and I, we are on an adventure, and uh, you might not know that it actually costs money to 
adventure. Yes, I was surprised as well. But, um, the thing is, in order for me to slay goblins, I need you to open up your coffers and donate us oh. as many gold coins as you can possibly afford. We're not asking for much, but, you know, as much as you can do. And for every gold coin that you put on us, we will slay more goblins. It, in fact, all the money that you put goes towards slaying goblins and the upkeep necessary for slaying goblins. Or anything else you want us to slay. Well, not not everything. We're, we're not professional assassins. But you, you get the idea. And if you want to support us in such a way where you don't give us money, that's fine too. Uh, just tell your friends about our adventures. As much fame and prestige that we can build up as possible, that also helps in our adventures. So please, if you're going to donate to us, the sorcery link or whatever magic that is used to connect the uh, people around the globe. I don't quite understand it myself. Uh, I was told that the address you'd go to is anchor.fm slash dungeon hyphen tales slash support. Um, and then there's something about an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, the address is at Dungeon Tales 4 for both. And there's a Facebook page too. Anyways, I hope that makes sense to at least some of you guys. So, Steve Erickson, Goblin Slayer, signing out. Hello. First off, thank you all for listening. Second off, I'm excited to share with you guys Season 2, Episode 1. I hope you all are enjoying it so far. First, or thirdly, since I started off this way, uh, we're going to go into who the characters are in this week's episode. Uh, first off, we have Hogar Ironside from uh, Twitter, which is D&D Cleric Hogar. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And then we have Toby Larone, who is also from Twitter, is Half Class Pod. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. There's going to be many opportunities in this next season to make characters and to have them be your name or whatever you want them to be. And you guys can do the same thing by just supporting the show, sharing it, helping your friend, like helping us get known, helping your friends find out about us, whatever you do. And I will do my best. And, well, actually, I will. I will make you into a character. I just can't promise you when exactly, but it will happen. Um, but thank you again, all of you guys, for listening. I love you all so much. You're doing a great job. All of your support has helped us make this thing go right. And I honestly can't wait to surprise you all with all the different ideas I have for this season. And hopefully I can get everything I want done in this season, but we shall see what happens once it happens. As you know, with D&D, you never know what to expect. So thank you all again for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Philip, Steve, and Nakaria are now outside this castle. I I have a question. Yeah. So I had this dream, right, about that guy asking me to go on a mission. Yeah. How I told anyone? No, no. You did not tell people that you have a dream. I have a dream. Not that dream. It's oh. a good dream, but no, it wasn't that one. But. But I still remember my dream, right? Like, I can tell them about it? Oh, yeah. It wasn't, like, one of those ones you're like, man, what the fuck just happened? You're like, I don't remember. What the fuck actually happened? What did happen? Okay. So, hey, um, Steve and Philip. Hey. Say hey, Dakaria. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, before we came through that portal, I actually had a dream about this um, old man, and he was asking me to, like, 
go on a mission, like, with you guys to, like, find these, like, flames or something. Why would we do that? And I look up to God just to make sure I'm saying everything right. Was he wearing assless chaps? <laughs> no. No, he wasn't. But he actually referred to, um, to Alfie, like, saying how we can win when the war with oh, him or whatever. Like, so we do this mission to rub it in Alfie's face. Okay, we'll do it. But I don't know if like if we should still do this mission that this guy wants us to do, like the adventure or whatever, and then do these well, the other things. We don't really have leads on the fire thing that you just told us about. Yeah. So And just as you guys are talking, you hear a familiar voice, this gruffy old dwarf talking to a very familiar voice. Like, yeah, that's why I need you guys to help me find the Fandelier Cave. You see, it's a very secret escort mission. So I want you to find two good friends that you can trust. And we'll make some money out of this. What do you say, Steve? That's such a great idea, Gundren. And you hear this coming from a nearby tavern. And they're about to walk out the door. Vicaria, what do you do? Wait, wait. So there's another one, like me, another person like me? There's another Steve about to walk out the um, door. You hear Steve's voice coming from inside the tavern. Okay, I tackle Steve so that he doesn't... No, no, actually, no, I change my mind. I grab Steve and Philip's hand, and I run. <laughs> I say run, and then they just follow because they're great guys. Um, why are we running, Dakaria? I know I the guy with the assless chest was scary, but I really don't think he's coming after us. No, um, in the dream, the guy mentioned about, like, if we see another person, like, don't see, like, there might be other Don't people see people. That look like no us. people. Bad people. <laughs> you can't look at them. If you see another person. <laughs> okay. Another person. We just saw. And I heard, and I heard your voice coming. From a different place, and you were obviously standing next to me, so I knew it wasn't you, so we have to run. So wait, so you're saying there's someone who's out there ruining the Steve Erickson name? Probably, but we can't worry about that right now. I think it's something I need to worry about. <laughs> and, Steve? I don't I don't think Dakaria understands what's happening here. And as you were what's saying this, here? you guys are running by... You happen to see a familiar silhouette sitting on a bar stool after he has drunk his 20th beer for this hour. And <laughs> Wait, when we ran, where did we go? You guys just ran through we the city. We were just running. Yeah, you are just in the city. You didn't run into the tavern like dumbasses. You guys just ran. Okay. <laughs> this is another tavern. This is another tavern. Yeah. You see, Philip has... And there's an a... awesome town. And there's a... Yeah, Philip has to circulate because once they give him last call, he goes like, fine, I'll go to the Sleepy Mermaid. <laughs> this is the Sleepy Mermaid. I mean the Drunken Fist. And he goes to the next one. Okay, awesome so... Awesome names for bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, we see him on like an outdoor seating area then. Yeah, these, okay, these outdoor barstools. Fine, I, I just wanted to make sure well, I... Well, not really, yeah, kind of. It's sort of like, it's like one of those, it comes outside, but it's still sort of in the building. You mean sort of like what we got now? Like a, like a porch. Yeah, well, yeah, like a porch. But it's like the bars in between the porch sort of entryway and exitway. Okay, so like, they got a bar outside and a seating area inside. Yeah, sort of like it's a double bar. Yeah. Sort of like the bartender's in the center, and there's an outside and an inside. I see what you're saying. So we can get our drinks to go. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we all see him, or just me? Uh, in this case, this Steve Erickson sees him, because he knows the silhouette better than anyone. Even better than Philip. I go, hey, Philip, ain't well, that, that you? That makes sense. I've never seen my own silhouette. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I go, hey, Philip, ain't that you? And you just see Scott runs up to this Philip and barks at it. And Philip, you go like, it's a doggy. It's a nice doggy. And you give him one of your beers and you go back to sleep. I give a dog a beer. <laughs> I don't give dogs beer. 
Well, drunk you does. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, present day, Philip, your dog now gives you a beer. Good dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Steve goes, I think I have an idea of what's going on here. Um, and as some of you hear your voice again, it's like, oh yeah, I know just the person to get. And you hear footsteps coming towards where you guys had just ran to. So I go, um, okay, guys, I don't know what your ideas are of space-time theory type things, but, um... I think we need to go, uh, what else is around us? There's a clothing shop, butchers, a bakery, um, a cheese dispensary. Not, I feel like there should be a better word for that. A cheese dispensary. Cheesery. Cheesery. Yeah, we'll call it cheesery. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I drag them. I'm like, uh, let's head into this bakery for a moment. I drag them over to the, the baker. And you see the baker says, close, sorry. And shuts the door. Oh, oh, hold on. I, I, I just knocked. Uh, can you tell us what day it is? Tuesday. And he shuts the door. Okay. Wow. And then I go, well, he wasn't too helpful. And I go, well, maybe the clothing shop. And I run them over there. And he goes, filthy adventures. Get the blood off of you before you come in. Well, hold on. What day is it? Tuesday. <laughs> and he shuts the door. Which Tuesday? <laughs> and um, you hear a voice responds. He was like, "It's Tuesday the thirteenth, you silly bum!" And you—it was your voice. And you even remember saying those words to three people who looked ragged and sore. And you're like, "Man, I want to be those guys." As he walks <laughs> over to his friend Philip, who's slumped over on the bar. Okay, that was a close call. Come with me. And then I uh, start running them over to uh, some sort of place. The cheesery. N no, not the cheesery. <laughs> Why not? He, apparently he really hates cheese. Yep. Um, but, no, I, I think I'm going to run them. I go, okay, guys, I think we need to get out of town and not go towards Phandalin. <clears throat> Toby! doing here um i'm here to escort you guys to your carriage so you don't fucking bail on us oh yes take us right away <laughs> and so toby takes you to the carriage and goes like all right like i said we'll pay for this and he gives the driver let's say about five gold he's like it's gonna be a long trip so i hope you guys are prepared but uh take your time find out what it is and report back to us as soon as you figure it out. Okay. Did you say no K? Okay. <laughs> no K. <laughs> Alright, so do all three of you guys get in the courage? In the courage. In the carriage? I get some courage to get into the carriage. Yes, okay, good. Yeah. I get in the carriage and then I. So it's it. Wait, is the driver in the carriage? No, it's the one of his carriages. It's an outside. He's on top. Deal. Okay, so I look up at the carriage driver and say, "We gotta stop at the at the drunken fish first <laughs> and get some more beers." <laughs> Come on, Philip, let's go. Can we stop by the drowning barmaid? <laughs> um, but anyways. So, you guys are on your way to Waterstep. I'm gonna sleep on the way there. Yeah. Okay. And do you, do you guys also sleep? I guess Philip should sleep to make up for his spell slots and his health. Okay. Yeah, I'll also sleep. Is it gonna be a short rest or a long rest? Like it's how a, long? It's is a it? long rest. This is actually gonna be a three day trip. Oh, damn. I don't sleep for the whole thing, but I do sleep for some. I think I'm going to sleep for the whole thing. <laughs> you sleep for three days? <laughs> yeah, Chaz is just that skillful. It's a particular skill set that I have called hibernate. <laughs> you just have to sleep for at least eight hours, it says. 
Yeah, it's just eight hours. Yeah. It does say so, you can't sleep longer, though. <laughs> <laughs> I took a long rest. Yeah, so, anyways, I, I don't actually sleep for three days. I, I sleep my eight hours. You guys are sleeping. And oh, cool. You can do two hours of, of um, Sandy Watch during a long rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does any of you guys want to stand and watch while you're doing it, or no? Yeah, I'll stand and watch for we'll, two hours. We'll take turns. Okay. So, uh, nothing happens on Philip's watch. Uh, whose watch is it now? Um, it'll be mine, let's say. Okay. So, Steve, on your watch, you smell a smell you're all too familiar with. Bacon. Yes. But also something else you're also all too familiar with. Cheese? No. Goblins. <laughs> yeah, actually goblins. Woo! And suddenly your driver turns and like, um, Cyrus, we have a problem. I look out the window. What's the problem? First off, when was there a window on my carriage? I just made it. Punches <laughs> <laughs> <Such> a hole. <laughs> you are surrounded by 30 goblins i wake up the others hey guys it's time to fight goblins all right yeah so everyone roll initiative i wouldn't set this up by um groups of tens for me personally all right wow that looks so much better on the digital die there <laughs> it looked like a 14 except it says it's a six <laughs> Alright, so you got a 6 What did you guys get for initiative? I got an 18 Okay what's your, I got an 11 Okay, uh, what's your modifier uh, Both of you guys? My modifier? Yeah, for, oh, for, for initiative. initiative? Yeah, because 4 Okay, and what about you, Dakaria? Uh, 3 Okay, alright, so as they're waking up, this actually gives the goblins an opportunity attack. And uh, suddenly you just see, like, a... Um, what's the word? Not a parade, but a huge amount of arrows just suddenly hit the driver, and he just slumps over and dies. Like and a volley? Yeah, volley's good. A volley of arrows just spring load out of nowhere. And this driver falls over... And the cart rolls over him, and it keeps going forward with the horses. Oh, we're still moving. Yeah, you guys are still moving. I thought we were surrounded, and we couldn't I move anymore. No, you guys are surrounded. The horses just started moving because they panicked. Are the goblins? Oh, I see. So they're just like trying to stomp through the goblins. Yeah. Go horses! <laughs> uh, and you also see a whole bunch of different arrows. And they try to go through, and they actually hit... Uh, Steve, what are you doing at the moment? Alright, so at the moment, I am doing a couple of things. So, one, that window that I just made, I'm patching... <laughs> so as you trying to patch up the window, uh, about three arrows uh, hit you right in the chest, causing 15 damage. Hey! That's not bloody fair! And it is now actually Philip's turn. Okay. So I have a question. Yeah, what's up? For um, that pass without a trace spell, does um, it get lifted if there's an attack? Because it doesn't say. I will have to take a look. Uh, so pass without a trace, it makes us even more stealthy than we currently are. I believe it's like plus 10. Yeah. It, yeah. It raises our stealth and depending on if they fail their perception checks which they're more likely to because they have disadvantage on it then they won't see us anymore i believe that's how it works so i'm gonna cast pass without your trace on us including the horses the whole carriage little horses the people and me and you and the carrier because we're not people, apparently. <laughs> and I, I think it just works 
Yeah, I, it, it's one of those spells that sort of Yeah, just I works. don't roll for it. It just works. All right, so he casts his spell, and sort of like the cart seems to go spectoral, and it's sort of like you guys can't really be seen, and it's the dead of night, and you just hear the goblins going, like, Whoa, magic! And... Wait, the goblins speak common? No, they're speaking goblish. Only you can understand them. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, there's just some uh, sense of pride you so feel. So the carriage goes to Victoria and they go, <laughs> And you hear applause, actually. <laughs> and you hear them like saying, like, David Lee! David Lee! Because <laughs> David Lee's a goblin? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a very famous magician. He's goes through many different realms. No, this isn't real magic, it's stage magic. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and so uh, let me just roll against that. So, uh, here's what I want you to do. Roll a stealth check and I'm going to roll against that. But he gets plus 10. He gets right. plus 10 with your stealth, yeah. So okay, so with plus 10... Oh, it's not a good one. Can I roll it again? <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, you can definitely roll it again. Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't have advantage. Uh, it was way better the second time. <laughs> so, yeah, what'd you get the first time? I got a 5. So you got a 15 plus your 10. Yeah. Okay. Alright, let me just double check something on the goblins. The second roll was a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is better the second time. I, get, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Goblins, goblins, goblins. Goblins, goblins, goblins. Goblins, goblins, goblins. Goblins, goblins, goblins. Alright, so let's goblins. see. Alright, so yeah. Uh, you guys just roll through all these goblins. They see, like, they attack the space where you were, but they don't attack you directly. And you just hear them muttering after, he's like, Yeah, fucking give a blade. <laughs> and they uh, go back into their hiding spaces, waiting for the next uh, carriage. And they also rip a piece, the body of the carriage driver that was left behind. They rip a body. What? What'd you say? They rip a piece off. Yeah, they like they just tear them to pieces and looking for loot and gold and other things. I thought you were gonna say they eat him. That too. That's <laughs> why it smells like bacon. No, I thought uh, they were zombies. No, lots of things eat people. I mean zombies like, eat people's brains. Yeah, they they're very oh, they like the intellect part. Little stupid. That's why they try to eat what they don't have. Yeah, so, uh, it's guys... It's like a vitamin deficiency, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Philip, good on doing this stealth thing that we got going on. Yeah, uh, we high-five. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, high-five. You get mucho props for that. Now, um, one of us needs to get up there and guide the horses, though. And I feel like that should be you. Because I have the best animal handling. And as you guys are debating this, you hear the horses... It's are... not a debate. We already settled it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. As you guys are discussing this, um, you hear the horses are starting to neigh and uh, bray a lot louder. And oh no! You... I open up the window again. <laughs> <laughs> you punch another hole, and uh, you look ahead and you see that you're there's a bend that you guys weren't paying attention to, and there's now directly in front of you a cliff. Well, horses are pretty smart. They usually know the yeah, guidance. and there's they're turning, but the carriage part isn't turning as fast as it's needing to. Oh. What do you guys do? Wait, the horses can't die. They're not no, dying. Well, we might. <laughs> well, if you guys I'm don't save like them. I don't want to okay. see like, where the so kids fall I... off the side and then they fall with it. 
I, I climb like up to the care seat and then I reach down to like where the carriage is attached to like the harnesses on the horses and I undo Hey, Philip, if you're going to do anything where we need to jump out of the carriage, you should probably let us know about it. Okay, guys, jump out of the carriage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, I take it Philip isn't jumping just yet, but you guys... No, I have to unhook the horses. So, Scott, uh, Steve, and Dakaria all need to do a dexterity saving throw. Do I have to roll anything? Uh, for this? For, did you roll a d20? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, okay. Yeah, roll a d20, and I'll let you know if you succeed. I got a 16 in my deck save. All right, so Steve, you jumped through the... I got the, a 19. Yeah, 19. So yeah, you succeed, and the horses run off, and... Woo, save the horses! <laughs> and just as he says that, he stands up with victory, and the carriage <laughs> goes off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Dakaria, did you roll a dexterity saving throw? Yes, and it was really bad. <laughs> so, here's here's the picture and how it happened. So, you hear, Philip goes, you guys should jump! And as he's saving the horses, Steve pushes everyone out of the way and jumps out the carriage. And he lands on the cliff just fine. And uh, Dakaria, you get thrown back from Steve pushing you aside. And Scott also gets pushed aside. And you, Scott, and Philip are still on the carriage as it goes off the cliff. <laughs> and no. just before you guys fall off, you hear Philip stand up on the carriage seat and goes, I did it! As you guys fall <laughs> off the rocks. Uh, Steve, what do you do? <laughs> uh, Philip, guys, what did you do? And then I turn around and I go, oh shit! And I run over. Uh, before you do anything else, uh, Philip, do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. I love it so much. I just stand up. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I fall off the cliff. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. So, um, Philip, you jump onto the rocks just below the cliff. And, Dakaria, I want you to roll another saving throw. I'm literally getting the worst things ever. It's a six. It's a three plus three. All right, so you and Scott try to jump at the same time and hit each other's heads, and you both fall into courage, and you guys are in this free fall going down this cliff, and uh, Steve, what are you trying to do? All right, so now I cast Feather Fall on the carriage. Not on the things inside the carriage, just the carriage. Well, I figured they're <laughs> going to catch them. So you cast Feather Fall on the carriage, and suddenly things slow down, and I want uh, Dakaria to do another saving throw. Okay. What'd you get? It's an eight. So it's suddenly the carriage slows down, but for some reason, Scott and Dakaria also don't slow down. And the other door <laughs> in the carriage opens up and they fall through. But the carriage is moving very slowly as it falls down. <laughs> um, okay. Guys. <laughs> you were supposed to stay in there. <laughs> uh, I suppose I cast Feather Fall on both of them now. Uh, yeah, you go for it. All right, I do it. <laughs> All right, so you cast Feather Fall, and I want uh, the carry to do another saving throw. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm literally sucking so badly. Yeah, you and Scott both. Maybe I should roll a different d20, because this one's not doing him any good. So what'd you get? A seven. Ooh, yeah, Scott got a six. So, um... Okay, I want to do something now. Okay, what do you want to do? You're also still hanging on the cliff, by the way. Yeah, but guess what I got? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I have a broom of flying! So he... Let's so go. I fly down there and rescue Scott and I guess the carrier. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
So <laughs> you rescue Scotty and Zakaria before they hit the rocks and die. <laughs> you wait till they're almost there and like almost, <laughs> almost, <laughs> and now <laughs> it's gotta be dramatic. <laughs> All right, so you you actually do save them from being hit by the rocks. So I want you to throw a dexterity saving throw now. And and it was me helping them fall slower. Actually, <laughs> made Philip wait even longer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 13. All right, so as you're flying up, you crash into the carriage. Uh, oh, no, Because it. <laughs> it's still falling so slow. It's still falling so slow. <laughs> and um, you drop the carrier and Scott, and you're still on your broom, but you're holding them sort of like you're losing your balance, and you have Scott's paws in one hand and the carrier's hand in the other hand, and you know you got to let one of them go. Wait, how do I have Scott's okay. paws? We have one paw. In my hands. And in Dakaria's hand in my other hand, I only have two hands. You have Scott's paw in your hand, your left hand, and Dakaria's oh, okay. hand in your right hand. And, and I'm gripping the broom with my thighs. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Slide master right there. <laughs> and um, you, you really haven't... start regretting skipping leg day at this point. Question. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we, like, falling between rocks, or is it, like, just, like, nothing, like, meaning, like, do we have two? Like, what do they see underneath You them? see a rocky coast that's being splashed upon by the turbulent waves, just hitting it. And okay, so there's, like, walls of rock on, yeah. Yeah. on but, both sides. But you're yeah. falling slowly. To right, 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 but I mean, like, is it is it narrow, is it large, like... Oh, it's very large. You guys are on the edge of the continent right now. This is actually the coast where uh, Philip is an expert in. What? He's an expert in he's, coast he's a, uh, lines. Well, <laughs> cool, we're on the coast. Yeah, he's proficient. Well, I think it's proficient. I forget. But he does better in coastal terrain than other places. So he should have advantage on everything he's doing right now. <laughs> Maybe. I'll have to look at how it works. Okay, so you're saying that we're like free, like we're falling and there's nothing like that we can grab onto or anything like that? Well, technically yep. you're not falling exactly because Philip has got you and Steve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically what I wanted to do is cast web and like so that it kind of like creates a web, but if there's nothing for it to hold on, that wouldn't work. Well, you have the cliff wall. And if you're like Spider-Man, I would suggest, you know, maybe doing it to the top of the cliff. You can reach that high. I mean, you can try. What? He's saying try to summon the web to go high so you can pull yourself up like Spider-Man. Yeah. But it, it doesn't, like, come out of my hands. It's just something, like, that I, like, pray. Well, you're fucked. And that's where we'll be ending this week's episode of Dungeon Tales. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.